Howdy do to all of you. Welcome back to Players Club Podcast episode. This is one of those special numbers. Episode 111. Here we go. Are you excited? Alan Muir, are you excited to make a wish on 11 one? <laughs> no, I'm just glad I wasn't trapped in Vault 111. Actually, that's a good point. Isn't okay. Vault 111 is not one of the opening vaults. That's one of the special vaults that's like in a story, right? No, that's like, that's 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 the vault you you enter that you enter in the main game in the, in the beginning of the game. That's the one where they they like cryogenically freeze you. Oh, this is Fallout 4 then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um, I, I gotta be honest. Out of all the vaults, I probably wouldn't mind being in that vault if you just get cryogenically frozen. Like, if I wake up and it's the future, at least I'm still alive. It might suck that you know, time has changed and the world is bad now. But you know, you, you say I that, but that. the the opening of that game is your your wife or your husband, depending on which gender you choose, getting shot in the head and getting your child stolen and having waking up to see that everyone else is dead in the vault, including the, uh, the administrators, the technicians, they're trying rad roaches. Yeah. You're making solid points. Uh, (laughs) I, I would, if it was me, Considering how long in that hypothetical world it would take me to even get a spouse, I'd be damned if you're dying that way. Also, <laughs> or before me at all. There, ha- there has to be, like you in the Fallout Four when when you get out of the vault, like when you un- when you thaw out, you just fall to the ground. Let's be honest, there'd be some there'd be some <laughs> serious muscle muscle atrophy. Oh, for sure. You'd just be sitting there flopping like a fish <laughs> until your arms and legs start working again. Good God, you wouldn't be able to catch yourself when you fell out. <sighs> that is. But we are not here to talk about Fallout Four. We're here to talk yeah. about something else. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about Fallout more on another time in another day. Um, right now, we got a lot of stuff to talk about when it comes to opening night live. Uh, that recently went down, uh, so we're going to talk about um, not all of the announcements from it, but we want to go ahead and hit some of the highlights because if we talked about all the announcements for it you'd have another three-hour podcast because there were a surprising amount of things announced, but also a surprising amount of things that I found interesting to talk about. So, like, we could go through all of it, but now I'm cutting us off at a certain point. So we're going to be talking about that. And also, I feel like this week is the first week of the rest of the year because (laughs) games are really starting to come out pretty hardcore. Uh, Saints Row just dropped, which Uh, we'll talk about a little bit. (laughs) <laughs> i know al you played it i i still haven't got a chance it's not even at my house yet we're recording this on wednesday and it doesn't get here until tomorrow so uh, i recorded a uh, first foray for that game Ooh, and how's that gonna be <laughs> i have a feeling people are not gonna like the video because it's the way the hdr i, ac- I accidentally captured the hdr uh so it's like too vibrant and stuff yeah it actually colors ironically it looks like something that was, like a color tv from the 40s <laughs> but like with the amount of the amount of shade on it, like figure like literal literal shade, not like don't shade on them. Yeah, I I know what you mean. It it reminds me of like um way way back in the day when like when I had a PS3 for the first like two years of my life. I also the TV that I had in my room was my grandmother's TV, so it was literally from like the sixties. 
So imagine playing Killzone 2 on this fucking old school TV. I think that's what killed it because I tried to play the Killzone 2 demo and then the TV wouldn't turn back on after that. So it was like too many polygons, even if it is at 480p. Like we, we can't fucking do this anymore. Um, anywho. Uh, yeah, so we got a lot of games to talk about. Hopefully we won't be talking about too much. And as far as Saints Row goes, we got more to talk about when it comes to Saints Row because I haven't touched it yet. Uh, it's it's going to be a fun one. It's going to be an interesting one. But we also got some other games to talk about as well. Midnight Fight Express just dropped. Uh, and some other ones are coming out very, very soon. Shoot, I don't. you haven't even touched Stray yet, have you? Because I know I haven't. Uh, Stray, no. I, I'm not sure I'll be able to get to that one. Oh, damn. Well, <laughs> I, I think I'm going to make time for it. I just don't know when. But, you know, we'll, we'll see how the world shakes out for me. Uh, anywho. Mm-hmm. I looked up how, on how long can be how how long Digimon survive is, thirty one hours at the minimum. Oh, god, that feels way longer than I expected. It's then like, I'm like then I'm like two and a half two like two and a half months Pokemon's out. Hmm. Yeah, that's it. Feels like it's further away than it actually is because it's it's what November, right? November eighteenth. Which there's something else happening on the day. Wait, is that? God of War Day? That's not God of War Day, is it? November. No, 18th? I think. No, I think it's. I, I. I. I might be thinking of a comic book. Like, I think either the. I think Starman. So the second compendium comes out that day. Oh, okay. So I'm screwed. Yeah. From, I'm screwed money wise. <laughs> We're all in trouble. Don't worry about it. I'm supposed to be getting this Steam. I actually saw a tweet earlier that was like, "Hey, Steam Deck people." If you get an email that your wave is ready to go and it's not yet your time, that's not a mistake. We're sending these things out early. So now I'm like in my emails every day, scanning to see my opportunity, see if it's time. Um, so, yeah, very, very nervous about that. Um, so, yeah, a lot of money's about to get spent. I just dropped 90 bucks on the Saints Row game, despite, you know, the reviews <laughs> and also uh, God of War is coming, so I gotta play that at launch, and a couple other things. I want to play seafood before the end of the year. Like so much, so much, so much. So yeah, we'll we'll get into all that type of stuff later on. Um, what the fuck? I am trying to open Gmail, and it's like, hey, what chat apps do you want to open? And I I don't want any of that. Uh, but we're gonna go ahead and talk about the topic of the show right now. Topic of the show being opening night live, like I mentioned earlier. Um, now here's the thing about opening night live this year it was actually a pretty solid show overall i would say um they had a lot of good reveals it wasn't a lot of like oh my god it's the new you didn't have like the god of war tier uh you know crazy super big exclusive games that people expect from the keely type events you didn't have too many like megaton announcements but everything they showed looked pretty cool um also, it was, a, mm-hmm. it was the first the return of in-person Gamescom opening night live. That is very true. That they had a live studio audience for the first time in a long time, and uh, it I don't know. The vibe was weird <laughs> to me. Because like, there are people I, there. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Like the fact that because they were weird. playing to the crowd as well, they were like, "Hey, you guys like Justin Roiland?" And no one knew who that was, <laughs> and yeah, no one like, clapped. Yeah, because we're we, for the past. Two three years, we've been all we've been attuned. We haven't been to, trained. Yeah, we, we've been we've just been centered on 
just looking at everything via screen and that that thing we're watching being done via screens mhm yeah we i i think people have not been trained to f- look at the cues for applause and pop for them because when he said that Justin Roiland thing and then no one clapped and he was like Rick and Morty and then everyone was like oh yeah <laughs> it's like oh man this is um that's a little bit awkward and there were a couple parts like that where they where you could tell like Jeff was like giggling through certain awkward bits of the thing and I'm like oh man I don't I don't love the vibe of this but at the same time I don't know if I even am excited necessarily about the fact that things are back at live and in person it just feels like oh now the artifice of this stage show feels more directly present <laughs> if that makes sense at all that's just how i feel about it honestly like, i was just glad to it things are never going like think it's going to be a while, long while before in my opinion but to, for, for, until things get back to normal it's like to, to where they were like in 2019 2018 very true but it's going to it, it it felt good to see things look how they used to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That familiar vibe and tone is is it's a bit comforting to return to. I agree with that. Ironically, um I mean I'm not I'm, I'm trying I'll try not to go on a tangent about this. I was watching uh G four's E three two thousand uh the two thousand three, two thousand four conference or oh, wow. Throwback. And uh like the um, it was like it was right, but right between, like literally right before the G Four Tech TV merger, and like that is when the DS got revealed, when the PS or before, when the PSP got revealed. Oh my God, the PSP. Um, yeah, because I'll mention this when we're done recording. But we 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 brought up during the meeting, we brought up a uh, possible feature thing we could do. Oh yeah, reacting to the old E three stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we we we've talked about that before as well, and yeah, that sounds that sounds like a good time. Yeah, and, and at a certain point, they 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 go the people behind the show, the ESA, and they bring they bring out they have a kind of like a conversation with Doug Lowenstein, and I'm like wow, dude, oh man, I feel like I truly am back in the past of two thousand four. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, flash from the past, my guy. Yeah, that's. Yeah, it's comforting. It, like like we said, it, it's comforting to return to these events and to have that vibe again. But I'm also the I also feel like, man, did I actually miss this, <laughs> or is it just nice to have something familiar again? I don't know. Because like we always crack jokes about like the awkwardness of these live shows, E3 or otherwise. So just like, eh, we'll see, we'll see. Um, but hey, all oh, that's besides the point because what they actually did show were some really, 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 really cool games. Now, like I said, we can't talk about everything here. Because if we talked about just the stuff we're interested in, we'd be here for a little while. So both of us have taken our top three games, and we're going to discuss them. We're going to just talk about them and, you know, say what we liked about them, say why we're impressed, why we're excited. And then after we talk about all that, I think we're going to talk just very quickly about our disdain for one of these games in particular. Uh, or maybe just our indifference. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Uh, we'll talk about that briefly. And then at the very end of this segment, I want to give us just a 60 second gap to just quickly shout out any other game that we want to talk about. Because I understand keeping it to three, a little bit painful, um, but we can definitely do it. So, yeah, we're going to go ahead and start 
with actually al do you want to go ahead and let me let me say this let me say this i'm gonna i'm gonna ask if you want to kick it off but save your first game for last so that we can both talk about that one since i was literally just about to say i was literally just about to say the same exact thing hey great minds uh the first the first game is actually uh, was i'm pretty sure pretty sure it was the first game that was shown um everywhere Yes, uh, this... everywhere looks weird. <laughs> yeah, it's it's which uh, as soon as I saw Leslie Benzie's face on 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 my TV, I was like, "What the? F- I thought he I thought he left the in the industry." <laughs> Guess like, not. But, yeah, because like this is this is like the now. What did Leslie Benzie's do beforehand? Were they? I want to say were they like one of the APB developers, real time worlds or something? No, uh, quite the opposite. Okay. He, he, he was in charge of Rockstar, uh, one of the Rockstar studios. Oh, fuck. Rock, Rock, no wonder. Rockstar, Rockstar North. And his, okay. he, he was one of the, like one of the heavy hitters there. He was, he was in charge. His, his baby, so to speak, was GTA Online. Hmm. So All right. We have, to, we have him to thank for that, for that, that whole, <laughs> that whole trust that whole i'm not i don't even want to call it an atrocity it's just like there are millions of people who love gta online it's just if you are a traditional rockstar fan that game is the reason you don't get anything else yeah it's like it makes me so sad we're making so much money on this if you if you guys we're not, you're not gonna get your great look at gta 6 when when that when, when the money dries up yeah exactly so like everybody just stop playing gta for a minute and then they'll They'll make a. They'll do the remaster of Red Dead Two and One. Like that's all I want. Anywho, that makes sense that you say uh, Leslie Benzies was Rockstar and specifically behind the GTA Online stuff because looking at everywhere, that's why I said, oh, is this like Real Time Worlds? Um, because that game just has the smell of like how they were selling Crackdown and how they were selling uh, APB back in the day of like you can do anything and go anywhere and. Explore the world and blah 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 blah. And go anywhere and everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Like it just has that vibe to it where it's like big promises and I'm and just oh you can do all this cool stuff when ultimately I feel like it's just gonna be a open world action game with like cars and guns and very typical stuff that we can easily put our mind around. Um, which is why when I saw this trailer for was it everywhere? Yeah, everywhere. I was like, man. This is probably. I feel like this is just going to be an evolution of Crackdown, <laughs> like I mean, not even in a bad way, just in a way where it's not going to be the most spectacular thing. I did like the way they, like how they're showing you the different um, environments, and then it starts pulling out to sh- like to make that like to like p- pulling out of the uh, focus of the worlds, like of the environments themselves. Yeah, and then then moving around, make it like with that pretty cool uh, design, like the design logo, and then the mm-hmm. the title main like the title, the title reveal. Yeah, I do think that is pretty neat. Um, and it's cool that they like showed gameplay and such and in, in these small snippets and everything. But at the same time, it's cool that they like expand out to the logo. But I'm just looking at this thing and I'm just like, man. What is this like not Fortnite game? <laughs> like it, it I I don't want to be disrespectful because this game could be cool. And like, like you said, Lindsay Benzies 
they know what they're doing when it comes to making games. So this very well could be great. And also, I'm not sure who this person is, this main character that they're focusing on towards the end of the trailer. It looks like the same model that they used for Mafia 3. Is That might very well just be the same actor. It's Lincoln Clay all over again? Yeah, like it, it either looks like Lincoln Clay or kind of, sort of, not quite looks like Zero from Holes, the adult version. Like, because I've seen Zero from Holes recently and he almost looks like this guy maybe it's just the hair maybe it's just the oh, ears God, but I, like, I think i i honestly i think it's the same actor for like that for like lincoln clay i think that i think that's what it is it has to be maybe that's why they were like oh show their face and everything because that's a big name when a lot of people if you like mafia 3 then you're excited but if you didn't play mafia 3 then this isn't gonna mean anything to you so yeah i i really don't know what to make of the little story mode stuff but just the gameplay and everything that they show does not make it look like it makes it look like a free-to-play open world it's giving me like defiance (laughs) energy remember defiance the mmo from sci-fi channel yeah i i briefly i own that game yeah i played it twice well not the entire thing but i played it on ps3 and ps4 um but yeah so if you're familiar with that that's what this looks like that's the vibe it gives me and then they go into the cinematic thing with these cutscenes and zooming in on this detailed face. And I'm like, what? Ga-? It feels like these are two different games. Like, even like the art styles feel different. Like, I just don't know what to make of it. It's confusing me. It's scaring me. And I want to get off this. Ra- I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, it, they say it's GTA inspired. Maybe it's a little dreams like. It's just so amorphous right now that I don't know what to make of it. But you seem to be excited about it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited because I I know virtually nothing about it. Like this could be this could be anything. Hmm. I suppose that is what the most exciting part about it, just the potential of it. Hmm. Okay. Well, I guess we'll see what comes of it. It is it is an exciting concept, but I just it's hard for me to get ex- too excited about a concept. I need something more specific in order to know what it is to even be excited. So, yeah, I'm sure we'll find out more about this in the coming months. Um, perhaps we'll get like gameplay at the Keeley Awards uh, or I, the Game Awards. I call them the Keeleys, but you know what it is. Um, so, yeah, we'll we'll keep an eye on that. But, uh, yeah, we'll see what develops with that game later on. Uh, I want to see a gameplay demo. Tell me what the fuck that game is. Anywho, one game that I'm almost certain I know enough to be excited about uh is on my list and that is atlas fallen um are you you remember atlas fallen from the showcase did this one perky up at all not really (laughs) fair enough it just looks like another generic fantasy game yeah more or less okay you know what that is fair um atlas fallen if you haven't seen gameplay or the trailers or anything like that it's another action rpg it kind of looks like it's like what if we're spoken was in the desert. That's just the visual style of it. That's kind of what I'm getting right now. Um, there's a lot of like these weird they're fantasy monsters, but they're like made of like blades of metal that are like kind of like kind of like Transformers uh Michael Bay movies, like animals with that type of art style to it, but also like ancient glowing eyes and stuff like that. It's a weird mix. Um here's what here's what I first thought initially i thought does this is this somehow tied to uh darksiders yeah it it gives darksiders energy you're right 
like with the two main characters in the trailer, like being big and bulky and just like the the what is it? The whip thing that the guy is wielding kind of looks like uh, Fury's whip from Darksiders three. Like I, I get the parallels. I get the parallels. The main reason I'm excited about this, because, yes, the action looks cool, like blah, 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 blah. The main reason I'm excited is that this is from Deck 13. Deck 13, developers of The Surge 2. And oh, yeah, this, I, I know exactly what game is going to be now. Yep, you know exactly the type of game this is going to be. Uh, and it, they say oh, semi Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, we got a lot. A lot of these types of games were, were shown off at uh, something <laughs> that live. Yeah, these like melee combat action games yeah there there are a lot of them I, I i can admit there are a lot of these we skipped over a lot of them too but yeah like deck 13 they made the surge too so i know the combat in this game is going to be great but the small snippets of gameplay they show at the end of the trailer <clears throat> it makes it look like deck 13 also sorry if my voice is like different because i still have this cold it hasn't completely left me yet and i feel it in my throat sometimes so I, I feel it right now, but it's like I can't get to it. So I'm just like going to let it sit there. Anywho, uh, Atlas Fallen with the gameplay snippets they showed at the end. It looks like they're going way more over the top with the combat. And the surge was so fun, but it was so grounded and so like not punishing, but it was a souls like. So it kind of had to be a little bit more strict about like, you know, letting you get these crazy combos you have to be really good at the game in order to do really flashy things um where this game looks like it's closer to like platinum style combat where not necessarily saying oh they're gonna have slow-mo dodges and all this crazy stuff but it does look like they're going way more over the top of the combat uh they have like these blood crystal swords that people are just spawning out of their bodies uh like one girl had a giant axe that was made of like these dark red crystals and it just seems like they're doing a bunch of cool fantasy stuff. And it, and it seems like they're just going crazy with it because it's cool rather than them really wanting to be like, ah, oh, it has to be grounded. It has to be realistic. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to see what this is. Also, it seems like you're able to, like, surf through the sand, kind of like Journey, where they're just sliding down hills and stuff. And I love that. Any game where you can just have some type of advanced movement, I'm all for it. Uh, so, yeah, I'm very excited about this. They say semi-open world, so it doesn't seem like Maybe it'll be similar to The Surge, where The Surge wasn't open world at all, but all of the levels were interconnected. So you could like do a path through the streets to get back to areas and get back to this dungeon and blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, I am very, very interested in this. Um, I don't know if this is like I'm not saying this is like up there for like a God of War type of hype, but I know this game is probably going to be for me because I like the Surge 2 so much and all of the things that they learned from the Surge 2. Because Surge 1 not, not, doesn't play that great. Way too punishing. And punishing to the point where it's not fun. But the Surge 2, they found just the right balance of tough but rewarding. Uh, so hopefully they continue with that thread with Atlas Fallen. So yeah, very much so looking forward to this one. Also, just side note, Deck 13, they also made the original Lords of the Fallen. <laughs> which a sequel was announced at this thing too. So um, interesting that they dropped that franchise in order to go to a new IP entirely. So yeah. Good well, for I'll, 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 when, when we get to the, our 60 seconds, I'll, I'll say more about that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in the 60, 60 seconds, but uh, yeah, Atlas fallen looking really, really dope. Uh, you're not excited about it, but if you played the surge too, you wouldn't understand. <laughs> 
So yeah, that's all I got to say on that one. So uh, I guess tell us about the next game on your list here. So I played the first two games in the series that that inspired this game, mm. and that those two oh. games being Dead Space, and the game I'm talking about now being the Callisto Protocol. Yeah. Okay. I respect this one. I would have put this one on here too if I didn't talk it all up and down a couple months ago, but. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Callisto Protocol looks cool. Yeah, originally, I when we when we um, like after when the game was first announced, we did a podcast on. We we talked about it on. I think was it the PlayStation Showcase from. It was the week where it was PlayStation Showcase and uh their E3 they're not E3 Keeley thing, um. So yeah, it, we talked about it for both because it showed up on both in the same week. Yeah, originally I was just like, no, I'm, that's just this is too scary. But I'm like, slowly but surely, I've been thinking. Well, I could. Hey, I was able to get through uh, Resident Evil Three, and mm-hmm. while that's while that's not while the, while the spiders weren't in the remake, <laughs> like at most, True. like like the the gameplay demo that they or the gameplay stuff that was shown, the worst it that looks- could happen. Yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say it looks more Dead Space 2 than Dead Space 1, which is to say a little bit more action. Yeah, like, I, I forget, I'm not sure what the, um, like, the enemies, like, the the enemy types are called. Mm-hmm. But I know. I don't know if they have, like, a, I don't know if they're, like, I don't know if they have a name, like, the Necromorphs or something like that. Maybe that's something in the lore of the game that you'll find out. But right now, just enemies. Like they have an yeah. interesting, like the whole tentacle thing where they transform and get stronger. Like, very fascinating. The one thing that I have a feeling is going to be when I, when I play the game, and I know it's going to be a that like it's going to be a pain in the ass. Oh, um, when like in the bit where the the guy is falling deep, like going falling down the um the sewer like the sewer tunnel thing. Oh yeah, dodging the pillars and all that. Dodging yeah, dodging the um. Like the turbine stuff, mm-hmm. and it just ends with him getting cut in half. Yeah, Jesus Christ, that was brutal. And the fact he's still breathing afterwards, like holy shit, that yeah, like was it, intense. People talk, people talk about like in the the mid to late nineties with the Re- Resident Evil One, Resident Evil Two, Resident Evil Three, Silent Hill, all that being scary. Hmm. Yeah, that was scary because that was scary because it looked it looked like a it looked like what it what. Like it looked, it looked good, but it didn't look, didn't look as didn't look hyper real like this. Yeah, yeah, it looked like the whole thing is gonna, gonna pull Stranger Things and like morph onto the com- com- computer and just destroy you. <laughs> yeah, we, you weren't able to see people's spines in 4K in those old games. Good God, yeah, that that's actually part of. I'm right there with you. Where I actually saw what you're starting to see now. I saw that from the beginning. I was like, yo. This seems like it's going to be, yes, it's going to be scary, but it's also action scary. Like, that's why I can I can mess with the fear franchise, because, yes, it's scary, but it's also a fun shooter. Same thing with Dead Space, same thing with, you know, a lot of those types of games. Uh, more modern Resident Evils as well. I talked about how much I like 8 last year. So seeing all this gameplay here kind of just reassures me that, hey, this gameplay is going to be solid. Like shooting these enemies is going to be a pretty good time. And there's going to be action set pieces and everything where it's going to be fun. And then the ultra violence, because what, I, like I said, I think I've mentioned this on a previous episode, but I'm starting to realize that maybe I actually do like horror. I just don't like 
gore in actual live action films. If it's gore in a video game, I can get past it because I can suspend my disbelief because it's all polygons anyway. But if it's like someone's getting cut up in an actual movie, I don't think it's real, but it's just close enough to real to where I'm like, nah, I can't watch Saw. I can't do any of that stuff. But I might still like being scared in those contexts. And I'm enjoying what I've been playing of horror games recently uh, after Resident Evil 8. And, you know, I like the Dead Space trilogy a lot. Uh, You know, those types of games, I'm starting to come around and think, hey, maybe I actually like horror games. So this is even more proof of that. Um, I saw the prices of the game, though. It's like 70 bucks at launch. I got to really think if I will have the money for that come December. Um, I might anyway. I, I might just, you know, swallow the bullet because I also feel like this is the type of game that's going to easily be on sale within a couple weeks. Um, not because it's going to be bad, but because it's going to be a single player game. And, you know, it's not like something that holds its value forever. It's not Nintendo. Actually, we don't know. Crafton hasn't made a lot of games. The only other game I know from them is PUBG. So we'll see how their prices hold up over time. But I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to see what the reviews and the critics say about it. Hopefully it's good things. But yeah, I'm definitely going to play this at some point in the future. Uh, you saw, but there's a um, like a 10 minute gameplay video of Forspoken online. I, I saw that this morning, but I did not watch it yet. It actually looks really cool. Mm, okay. I will be watching that because here's the thing. I do not know what the gameplay is still <laughs> like. I've We've been saying that a, mo- a bunch of times on the podcast. It's like, oh, it looks like you can run around and stuff. But like, are you fighting people? Is are you shooting lasers? Like, what is this? So, yeah, I have the video pulled up, but I have it paused right now so I can finish the show out. And hey, perhaps we'll talk about that next week alongside my impressions on Saints Row, which might actually be here by next week. So we'll see. We'll see. Fingers crossed on that. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm just trying to think. Remember what the thing was because uh, Willie versus mm-hmm. like Willie from from like of uh, yeah. Is it su- super best friends play? Yeah, he was part of that. Um, yeah, there we go. He's doing like a de- de- Dead Space playthrough, and he oh cool. He um like he's I just got uh, ever since I changed um like user profiles for my computer. Mm-hmm. I'm now getting YouTube notifications via like my browser, so I just get a, like a little side, like a little notification on my screen, just like Wooly versus Dead Space or Galactic Snooker or something, part something huh. of Dead Space. Too. And I'm like, what? Oh, and I was like, oh yeah, that's the part where the game of the game where I did hard, hard, like hard nope out of it because I kept dying. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Is that um? What was I gonna say? What browser are you using? Are you using Chrome or Edge? Uh, Chrome. Okay, because Microsoft Edge is doing that thing too, where I, I've been watching YouTube and it'll pop up on the address bar and say, "Do you want to follow this creator?" And I'm like, uh, "Don't I already follow them?" Then I click it, and it just will give me a a Microsoft Edge notification to be like, "Hey, Philosophy Tube just uploaded another video," and I'm like, oh, "Okay, cool, more video essays. Let's go." Um. Also, side note, speaking of which, I have a video essay that I started watching last or yesterday, and I fell asleep during it because I didn't realize how long it was because I watched it during the premiere. It's two and a half hours long. (laughs) But, you know, FD Signifier, he makes good content, so I'm going to watch the whole thing at some point in my life. But all that's besides the point. Um, What was I talking about? Oh, 
Callisto Protocol. Any anything else to talk about Callisto Protocol? Because I think we all agree the game looks rad. It's gonna be good. Yeah, I, I'm not sure whether or not I should play this on PlayStation or Xbox. Mm. Like I'm, 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 I, I'm, I'm doing what everyone else is doing, and and like Xbox will be third party, and PlayStation will be first party. Okay, fair enough. I'd say. I don't know. It, I really feel like this is a game where there's no bias to either console, so you're probably good to go no matter what. Um, but for me, I am starting to get to that point as well, where if it's third party, I play it on Xbox. Because, you know, sometimes Xbox will have one of those things where they'll have some Microsoft rewards quest or something where it's like, get a bunch of achievement points. So the more games you have over there, the more you can play to get achievement points and then get rewards points for you know free games or whatever um so that is an option but also you play it on playstation i can't imagine i don't think they'd have any crazy dual shock features or dual sense features excuse me um like maybe they do some cool trigger stuff maybe they have things talking out the speaker to you i will say i do prefer playstation's share functions like when you want to share a screenshot whenever you press the screenshot button it takes it just about instantly xbox is like a couple millisecond delay um so that's not preferred and also on playstation you can like capture a video that's like three seconds or something like you can capture a video of any length or you can just capture a whole hour or on xbox they make you jump through a couple hoops if you want to capture like a whole hour of gameplay because by default it only captures like a minute of gameplay if you hold the button after the fact so yeah that's those are the bonuses and pluses, but no matter where you play well, close, though, I think it's going to be a good one. I mean, it's, with Xbox, like I went, the way I, I was able to capture, get the first foray, like the first 40 ish minutes of uh, Saints, Row, Saints Row, I just had, just had my external hard drive plugged in. Yep. Same thing I've done. And thank God, yeah, this, that's, that's the, only real, the only real hoop you have to jump through is just make sure you're on, uh, like a, a large hard drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat. I actually recently got a hard drive uh, for my Kendrick Lamar review. Some of the gameplay from Slay the Spire on that review is from that hard drive from the Xbox. So yeah, I totally understand that. So on point with that. Um, and so yeah, from Callisto Protocol, uh, a game we're all very excited about. Let's go on to the next game here. Uh, speaking of shooting aliens or just otherworldly things, let's talk about. High on Life, Justin Roiland's brand new game over from Squatch Games. Um, Here's the thing. We already saw High on Life before. It got revealed at the Xbox event. It already looked interesting. But this gameplay demo did something to me. This gameplay demo showed me, oh, this game might, like, actually... Like, I didn't think the game was ever going to be bad, but it just looked like another shooter. Yes, it was like yes, it was cool that all the weapons have personalities, all of them talk, they all do different things. Yes, the art style looks really gross and slimy in a really interesting and cool way. Um, but I didn't think it didn't scratch that Titanfall itch until I saw this man swing around with a grappling hook during a boss fight. <laughs> like I'm not saying this is straight up gonna be Titanfall 2, but you put advanced movement in any shooter, like you get you give me a grappling hook, you give me a dash, you give me a wall run, anything like that. And I'm gonna perk up a little bit. I definitely perked up at this high on life little gameplay snippet they showed, uh, and also just the comedy of it is it, it hits for me. Like I'm not a I'm not a Rick and Morty person. I didn't I don't watch Rick and Morty. Just it is what it is. Nothing against it. I just don't watch it. 
but um yeah. you you made the right choice <laughs> but people tell me that show's great it's just the fan base can be too much sometimes <laughs> which is you know that's the case with a lot of things that are great um but yeah when it comes to this game specifically like when it comes to Justin Roiland's humor I did play Accounting Plus and I love Accounting Plus I think that game is hilarious uh played through all of it I think I got the platinum in Accounting Plus cuz it was a very easy platinum to get um but yeah that game was hilarious so bringing that type of humor into one of these first person um i don't know if they call it a metroidvania but it's giving me vibes of like a first person metroidvania type game kind of like journey to the savage planet but a little bit more adult and ridiculous um i love that idea so i'm very excited to get my hands on this one and also very excited because it is going to be on game pass day one when it does eventually come out in i believe it's a december release so uh yeah i can't wait for this one high on life is higher on my ex on my excited list than it was before just with this gameplay demo uh if you haven't seen it i highly recommend going out to try it also the hud looks really cool it looks like it's trying to do that metroid prime thing where you're wearing an actual helmet and the hud is like bent around like the frame of a helmet it, it kind of gives me that vibe it's not quite exactly metroid prime but it seems like the HUD elements are like attached to a physical thing rather than just floating in front of the screen. So yeah, I'm excited for it. The game looks rad. Uh, and it, it was, I was chuckling a little bit during that gameplay sequence too. So looking forward well, to it. Well, Metroids are often associated with Metroidvanias. So you just made your point. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> I, I didn't even mean to make that point, but yeah, that is absolutely it. Uh, so, yeah, I'm excited for High on Life. All right, is High on Life tickling your fancy at all? Is this one you think you're going to try out? I'm probably going to, at, at most, I'm probably gonna just going to try it. Mm -hmm. It's not I one guess. you think going to stick with too much? No, like, I I am, like, I, I am, I do have some level of anticipation for it, but not as much as I have for the last game we're going to talk about. Oh, yeah, that is the next one, yeah um in that case let's go ahead and get on to the next one the last of the big three uh actually i talked about those two you talked about those two so yeah just making sure the last of the big three a game that we both have on our list something long long anticipated and would have hit a game that i pre i pre-ordered <laughs> a few like a week like, like at least a week ago yeah so and honestly something that if it didn't leak about a week ago do you it would have been so crazy if they announced that. Oh my god, we I would have been in tears <laughs> if it didn't just leak. Um, but yeah, we finally got it, y'all. And by we, I mean Graden Webb. We finally got it, y'all. And that is Dead Island 2. Um, Dead Island 2 is finally real. Uh, it's both on our top uh three of the show because it looks cool. Like uh, just to sum it up to let you talk a little bit about it, um, Dead Island 2, it just looks like Zombieland vibes with the Dead Island combat that I remember from the past and I love so much from the past. Uh, you know, we're in LA. I got cool weapons. LA. LA. Yeah, LA. True. They say literally the tagline is see you in LA, um, which is cute. But um, yeah, it just seems like it's very much so a sequel to the original Dead Island. Um, shout out to Riptide, not trying to disparage you, but it's just, it's classic in that way. Uh, and it seems like it's going to be even sillier. It seems like they're going to be really leaning into the absurdity of it and having some fun with the tone, which I really appreciate. And the gore looks aggressive. 
it looks like it is just so graphic in a way that's going to be fun as a video game. But like, did you see that one clip where your player, just, I think in rage mode, you can just melee zombies to death. And he just like punches a hole through a zombie's face. And, and if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, that's the moment where they just went, uh, they, they censored it. Yeah. On the, on the version of the trailer on the actual opening night live showcase, they censored that. And then they censored the, like a guy getting his head, like not ripped crushed, off, cru- like, or like crushed in. Yeah, it looks like they ripped his head off, but like from the nose up, so his mouth was still there, and he smokes a cigarette before he just falls down and dies. Yeah, like, it's the, weird. They they Techland or not Techland because they're not working on this game. Yeah, Dam Buster. Dam Buster. Although I did actually see a proof of, a proof of concept that Yager worked on before they were relieved of Caban of the game. I also saw that too. I remember that from a couple months back. Oh no, not, not even the gameplay. Like it was like a. It was like what they were doing with like the full motion, um, like like a, presenting it as a news broadcast. Oh, and then no, going... I saw like a leaked build of the game back when Jaeger was working on it. That leaked a little while ago. Yeah, that that obviously did. But this is actually where it it it, it goes from the news footage, like a, something something like the the news mentioning something happening in, in the Benoit um, archipelago. Hmm. And then, oh, it, and, and then it goes goes from there to the part in the trailer, like in the original trailer, where the guy gets hit by the truck and the guy takes the shoe off. Oh, okay. It's it's really good. That. Huh. Perhaps I should look that up later on. Um, but yeah, this game looks really neat. Um, real quick, is this one that you think you're are you more excited about it because it's back from the dead, or are you like, yo, I'm actually gonna jump into this? And talk for a second because I'm gonna go to the bathroom for a second just to okay, do something so about I'm, this cold. So I'll be right back. Continue though. I can't okay. So, um, listeners, back in 20, oh, 2011 when the game came out, uh, Javon McNeil and I played a played Dead uh, Dead Island in PlayStation Home, which was that twenty eleven. Like twenty eleven was back when I had, I was re- recovering from my spinal fusions. And it was just a, such a such a grand time. And although the Dead Island and PlayStation Home stuff wasn't the best, like it wasn't the funnest experience you could have, I was I was I was just, just excited to play it. Then when the everything with like once the game finally came out, and I noticed that, hey. This is not even close to what I saw in that tra- that gameplay trailer. <laughs> I was gonna ask, like, how the fuck are you playing this thing in PlayStation Home? Like, was it like a different version of it, like they did for the Uncharted games that you could play in home? So it was, it was a bit of, it was more of a mini game, where like, mm-hmm. in one of the different area, like one of the different areas, they had a, a, a island hub, where you could play, like, you could sort of play the game, like with with like the PlayStation Home avatars. Mm, okay, this makes a little sense. Yeah. Huh. I so it it almost is like back when Uncharted 3 came out, they had a little promotion where you could play Uncharted and PlayStation Home, but it was like a janky lo-fi version that had your avatar in it. It was like that was exactly too. that was the exact way that uh the Dead Island experience was. Yep. I can imagine it. Uh 
so yeah that that is 2011 as fuck right there <laughs> that whole memory um but yeah the I'm game just, was great mm-hmm. i'm just glad that they actually i'm just glad that damn buster didn't do what Techland did and give a t- little bit of a twist pr- twisted promise like in terms of you're you're seeing the you're seeing something very brutal very emotional very heartbreaking and then you and get like once the game is out you go you can you like you can find those characters in in the, in the game yeah but it's just they're like an easter egg rather than actual characters yeah yeah, and ironically, I remember that. ironically, the window is not broken. Where in the in the trailer it is broken. That's true. Like in in the trailer, he jumps out the window and all that shit. In the actual game, no, no. just on the floor. <laughs> yeah, like in the in the in the trailer, like the daughter the the daughter's thrown out the window, and yeah, the, in the game, the the man, the, the husband and wife are just lying there dead. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, but yeah, hopefully, I mean, they're already doing it properly, in my opinion, with this trailer. It just establishes that tone of like, not necessarily over the top zaniness, but like just lightheartedness. It just seems like they're treating the zombie threat with such ca- ca- with such a casualness that it triggers that zombie land vibe that I was talking about, where it feels like people are still walking around and chilling despite the fact that there's zombies everywhere. And I really like that vibe. Uh, which is why I like the Zombieland movie so much. So, yeah, the, I the moment, the moment when uh, the, like the the character used in the demo or in, in the demo in the uh, trailer is just like yeah. doing the like uh, he takes out the katana, walks out just like just the, the like hey 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 what's going on to the na- people <laughs> see other people doing the same same thing he's doing, about to do. Yeah, the quick what's up. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I feel that. Did you see what Hunt, Hunter uh, posted on Twitter? I think it was a day or two ago. I probably missed it. <laughs> what did he say? He was like, "Is that Lenny Kravitz?" <laughs> the guy does look like Lenny Kravitz, though. Um, it, was, it was more like, "Like I don't, I don't give, a, I don't give it." Okay, I'm gonna be the biggest Dead Island Two hater the, when it's re-announced today. And I was, that was oh yesterday. no. Oh well, let me see. Did he stand up to his word? <laughs> Because I see nothing from him yet. Oh boy. Uh, blah 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 blah. There's no word. Blah blah blah. Uh, I I haven't seen any update. I'm gonna be the biggest Dead Island Two hater. Yeah, I see the tweet. I haven't seen him talk about it since. So what's up? It was good, Miley. <laughs> like, come on. You know what? It's fine. I understand. Because here's the thing. Yes, we're losing our minds about this game because it just got reannounced. But let's not get it twisted. I, I want to say I want to make sure this is clear because I feel like we it's not a plea this that we're copping. Say again. I said it's not a plea that we're copping. Oh yeah, it's it's not a plea that we're copping. That's for damn sure. But also, I feel like with Saints Row recently. Oh no, I'm being called. Um, I'm gonna text my father and see what he needs in a little bit. Um, but yeah. Long story short, with Saints Row coming out, I think our expectat or I think some of our expectations for Saints Row were set way too high. I think with Dead Island Two, we need to reestablish what we're expecting here. Like this oh, isn't going to be a game of the year. Like I'm, I know that we don't think it's going to be game of the year, but like 
I think there are people out there that think, oh shit, people are excited about this. Let's all be, let's all consider this the next new thing. And it's like, nah, this is going to be a fucking seven out of 10. <laughs> Maybe yeah, an like eight. The, pers- mm-hmm. the person who was uh, like re- representing Dan Buster uh, Khan. All right. I'm going to answer this phone call real quick. Give me just a second. <laughs> all right. I'm, I'll be right back. Give me just a moment. Okay. So Khan mentioned that the game, the gameplay is more of like the game's going to be more about testing your different, like your zombie survivors, like, or zombie survivor slash, uh, like warrior-ness, like, like seeing what works, like what, what weapon fits best. And I personally think that that's a great way to go, go about doing everything. And our very own Josh Miller mentioned that he is excited about the game taking place in LA as the chance for him to to see the uh the ocean. All right, sorry about that. I was gone. <laughs> um did you tell them a riveting tale of what you were telling? I heard you were saying words, but I was on the phone also, so I didn't really hear anything. Oh, no, I just mentioned that uh Khan mentioned that the whole the the game is mainly like testing like what what like the, the, all the permutations of what what type of z- zombie uh, fighter you like you'll you'll be like seeing what what weapon works best with your with your strategy. Oh, okay, okay. And I was like, I, I mentioned, and our very own Josh Miller is excited about the game taking place in LA because he it'll be a chance for him to see the ocean. <laughs> that that is a he hundred percent said that. That's adorable. <laughs> And also hilarious. Oh, boy. But yeah, that's... um, Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm excited to be in LA because that's going to be a fun set of landmarks to go rip and ravage through. Uh, hopefully... I don't know if they're going to go back to doing vehicles because I remember in the leak build uh-huh. from Jaeger, they had a bunch of vehicles and that was kind of a slightly big part of the game. Uh, but yeah, uh, however they do it, I hope it's fun to explore. I hope it's fun cutting up zombies and I hope it's fun just upgrading yourself. All this game needs to be is just a prettier, more refined Dead Island 1 slash Riptide. That's really all I need it to be. Um, I'm sure if they do more than that, then you can start talking about, oh, is this like in conversation for Game of the Year stuff? I don't think they're aiming for it to be a Game of the Year. But, you know, I trust Dan Buster, even though I know Homefront Revolution, not the greatest game in the world. People are not sitting here loving that game. But I played a decent amount of it. I respect the game for what it is. I think it's pretty good. Uh, and I think a lot, I think it has a small fan base of people who like that game for what it is and can recognize that, yeah, it's maybe not the most polished thing. But like Damn Buster, they stayed with that game for a while, released a bunch of expansions, did a bunch of updates. Like that game ended up being very, very solid by the time you finished all of the DLC. Uh, wait, wait, and the story was pretty good too. Homefront the Revolution. Um, okay. Actually, here's another opportunity for me to give a shout out to the video essays we always fucking talk about because I can't get enough. Um, I, was, I was actually just gonna say we could we could also plug the, uh, the the game night that me, Graydon, and Josh did of Dead Island. Great point. Also, I'm gonna look up both of those so we can add those in. Um, but yeah, uh, what I was gonna say real quick, Noah Caldwell Gervais, of course. Uh, he did a video on the entire Homefront series 
including Homefront the Revolution, and also did a follow-up with Homefront Revolution's DLC. And the way that he describes the Revolution's just progress from the game originally all the way to what it ended up being with the DLC and stuff, it's very fascinating. Um, and it made me want to play the game, so I did play it, and I put a good chunk of hours into it on Xbox for the frame rate boost. But um, yeah, it's a it's a good game, is all I got to say. Um, Homefront. So I, yeah, mm-hmm. no, I, I I remember playing Homefront. Like I obviously I played Homefront when it first came out back in the what twenty twelve, twenty eleven. Yeah, way back then. Yeah, I remember playing the uh, sequel, like when after the whole after the like misfortune of Crytek being pulled off the game. Yeah, you, that whole you, controversy. Or, or no, not Crytek. Uh, Free Radical. Who was like rebranded as oh, Crytek? Um, yeah, because they still have that uh, Easter egg in there where you could play most of Time Splitters two in that game. Yeah, at first, yeah, which at first it, the code was lost, but then it was found. I think it was found from that Easter egg or something like that. Yeah. Ooh, procedural Gore-Tec in Dead Island. I'm gonna look at that video later. But yeah, if you want to see either conversation about Dan Buster's last game, or you know, you know, a lot of the VGU homies playing some Dead Island. Uh, both of those links will be in the description as well. I'm adding those in right now. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited for Dead Island 2. It looks dope. It looks sick. I feel like we need to know more because right now I'm filling in gaps that might not necessarily be filled in. Like, yes, they showed us a little bit of gameplay, showed us a little bit of story. But like, I want to see what that skill tree looks like. I want to see what the crafting menu looks like. Because my big problem with uh, Dying Light, a game that a lot of people love, is yeah, the parkour is great. I love running around in that game. The second I gotta fight something, it's dull and it's yeah. boring. Yeah, yeah, I I hate that. That's why I prefer Dead Island, where even if I can't run around, slicing people up is always fun and satisfying. So I want to see more how those upgrade systems are gonna work. You know, skill trees, uh, all that stuff. I want to see more of that. But you know, we got plenty of time before now and February third, which is the new release date uh, next year. So. You know, we'll see what they give to us in the next couple weeks. Um, so, yeah, that's our top three of the show for Gamescom opening night live. Uh, so now I want to talk about this real quick because you probably noticed there's a certain game that's not on either of our top threes. That is a big game from a big publisher in a follow up to a game that both me and Al are very big fans of. We love this game very much, but this sequel ain't hitting. So I just want to very quickly mention, just bring up new Tales from the Borderlands. I I don't know why. I can't get excited for this game. And maybe it's just because it's a Gearbox joint instead of a Telltale joint, and I don't trust Gearbox to write their way out of a paper bag. But You're, you're forgetting I, what Randy Pitchford said when he came out and was trying to hype the game up. Saying, we got some of the people from, from Telltale we got some of the writers. We got some of the other people. Yeah, he did say that, but like... I don't believe him. <laughs> that is fair, because I think he sees that... that uh, I think he sees the talk that we're having about this game. Not just us specifically, but like in general, people are writing that game off because it is a Gearbox joint and not a Telltale joint. Um, and maybe that's leaving him a little bit insecure. But at the same time, I'm like, yo, y'all can't write the main games well you think we trust you with this game? Even if you got some writers from Telltale, like 
no. <laughs> like, it, it's, it's the sticker on the box that people are more hesitant about rather than whatever nebulous group of people you might have gotten on the team. Because if, if they were so good at writing, then maybe that should have carried over to some of the mainline games is all I'm saying. Um, so, yeah, I, I just don't know. I have to wait. Now, I will say, well, I'm, I'll say this. The, char- the new characters that they have, they're not even, I'm not even excited about these characters. <laughs> like, not even trying to, like, be mean or anything. Because like, I will say, I do like that one of the characters is wheelchair-bound. I like that's a good, you know, check of representation. And I think all of the characters are women in this one, which is actually pretty cool. You don't get that too often, especially from a big franchise like Borderlands. Like, if that's the case, then awesome. But at the same time, I, I just I just get bad vibes. And there's something about there's something about the cinematography in this game. And I know it's weird to talk about cinematography in a video game because it's all fake. But something about how the camera angles work and things just look weird. Things just look warped. It, it looks like it's very obviously a camera placed in a 3D environment rather than like stylized shots and whatnot i don't know there's just something about it and the art style looks like it's actually borderlands 3 borderland 3 borderlands 3 good god it looks like it's actually that art style where it's 3d models with a hard outline rather than the closer to 2d comic book style of the original tales from the borderlands it just looks off it just look it and not often like a, oh they fucked it up but just it just looks different just different enough to make me scared on top of the lack of telltale writing so i don't know dude <laughs> how do you feel about this cuz i'm just i'm just nervous okay so new tales from borderlands well one that arrives on october 21st mm-hmm. this is this is not d- developed by gearbox prime like gearbox like the main gearbox studio is this, this the Battleborn more... side? <laughs> uh, this is from the Quebec studio. Oh, okay. I'm not even familiar with their output. Is and... this the Blue Shift side? <laughs> I have no idea. Um, yeah, I could have swore I saw Reese in during that trailer. There was a split second where I think I did see Reese, but it also seemed like it was the Borderlands 3 version of Reese, which I know people Which is the worst Reese. Yeah, people do not like that Reese. So, you know, we're already working with lore that has been muddied up by Gearbox already that people don't like. So, I don't know, dude. I really don't know about this there game. Are, there are three, there are four characters I hope do not appear whatsoever, so I can, so I can just so they can maintain their pureness. Oh no! All right, Sasha, let me hear him. Yeah, I feel that Fiona. Yeah, that too. Yeah, the stranger. Okay. All right. I respect that. And the one that must be protected at all costs, literally, Gordis. I knew you were gonna say Gordis. No, uh, I... mm-hmm. Um, about like right when the games were coming out, um, myself, Chris Cortez, and Anne Enriquez, latter one, latter of whom is doing good stuff with Player One versus the World and Strange Cast and Life is Strange. Yeah. Um. We were going. We were just. We were praising the game, yet saying that, like the the only the the problem that the like the problem that the first there there's only one one real problem with the Bor- Tales from the Borderlands original, mm-hmm. and that was the 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 sketchy release window for 
for each for each uh, new episode. That's true. Where they were trying to put them out real quick, but then the quality maybe you know were buggy or something when they came out. Yeah, like the games the game started in 2015, and like in late 2015 ended in 2016. Yeah, it's a long gap between releases. Because I I'll occasionally see in my Facebook memories screenshot like a ps4 screenshot from that i sent to facebook and it's my choices for the for the episode because that's what we were doing we're like so what'd you what'd you do did you do did you do this you do this you do that yeah i remember those vibes and i I personally Mm -hmm. i don't think this this, there's some there's nothing that the game that tales from borderlands had that I, i think new tales from borderlands will not even have and that's mm. hard. Yeah. Yeah, that's I'm feeling that too cuz I feel like so much of the original or just everything about Borderlands in general from Gearbox outside of like here's the thing. Borderlands 2 has a little bit of heart. There's some stuff in Borderlands 2 where I'm like, okay, that was heartfelt. That was a hard-hitting moment. Like there's stuff in Borderlands 2 that I go back to and think of, and I'm like, all right, there's some stuff there. And that's why Anthony Birch helped a lot on uh, Tales from the Borderlands, the original. So it makes sense. I can see the parallels there. There's, um, there, there's one scene in, te- in Tales from Borderlands that I, I occasionally watch, every, every, like now and that, now and then. Take a ride? No, it's not, not okay. even that. It's, Is it like the jellyfish flying everywhere scene? No, it's... Please, Reese, don't do it. There's, I, there's nothing there. There's nothing there. Please, I don't want to go oh. back. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that, that scene. I, I forgot about that one. Yeah, there, there's a lot of good moments in that fucking game that even now I'm like reminding, you're reminding me of some of this stuff. But yeah. There's, like, there are a ton of like really great musical cues. But yeah, all of the intros were better than every mainline Borderlands intro. Every intro for each episode is just fucking epic in a way that I just never expected. Um, so, yeah, I, I just don't know. It, the good thing about this new game, at least, is that it's all coming out in one thing. So we won't be waiting months and months for each episode. So that's good. But at what cost? I, I just don't know. I'm going to wait and see what the reviews say. I'm going to wait and see what the consensus is on this game. I'm not going to sit here and be excited. I'm not going to buy it at launch or anything it is coming out at a cheaper price it's 50 dollars instead of the typical 60 or now 70 in some cases um so i'm gonna hold my breath and wait but i am totally ready for this game to just not be great for it to just be a cringy slap humor what is it slap humor it's not slap humor slap slap stick comedy fest i'm just i'm just ready for this to fall flat and if it does then it's right in line with my expectations. If it doesn't, then hey, nice surprise. I'm going to check it out. But God, I am so nervous about this game. And I thought it, it, it was only appropriate for us to bring this up because we're big fans of the original. So, you know, let's go ahead and talk about this new one. Uh, so, yeah, from there, we'll go ahead and get to the lightning round real quick before we wrap this whole thing up. Um, lightning round, of course, is one minute we have to talk about the other smaller games that we have on our list here. Um, now let me see here. I realize I have a timer on my side, but I don't know if there's a, is there like a timer thing that I can do in the fucking chat? 
time. No, I, that's timeout. I don't want to do slash timeout. Can I just like start a timer in here? Discord, I know y'all have little apps and whatnot in this thing now. I, I want to know if y'all have that to where I can just hit a button and start a timer. You if know what? Helps, Let's... If it helps, I could just start a timer on my end. Too. Okay. Well, I could I could start a timer on my end, but then you won't be able. I'll have to like speak up <laughs> and say when the time is happening. So here, just I'm gonna start a timer on my end. I'm gonna give you sixty seconds, and you just you can talk about all the games that you have listed in your little extras category. But once sixty seconds hits, that's it. I gotta cut you off. And then I'm going to give you a warning at 30 and 15 seconds. How about that? Okay. I'll, I'll say 30 and then I'll say 15 and then you're done. All right. So you ready? Yeah. All right. I'm going to kick you off in three, two, one. Boom. Okay. Moonbreaker is a game that is very much a tabletop game that looks really good. Really, I'm, I'm going to enjoy it. Highland Life, it's, it's, it's a game. Lords of, the Lords of the Fallen. Has a bitchin' trailer with Mother and Joseph Joe, Joseph Quinn from Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Park Beyond is ro- roller coaster or roller coaster tycoon mo- made modern, and Co- Killer Clowns from Outer Space is going to be a great game. Wow, thirty seconds left. You want more? <laughs> uh, I I signed up for the to potentially play test the beta for Killer, Killer Clowns. So mm. wow. it, the game. Um, the whole trailer, the whole trailer looked great, and it's it's a devolver, devolver joint. Ah, okay, okay. Twelve seconds. That's it. Anything else? All right, that's, that's it. it. We'll stop it early. All right, good. I I also tried to sign up for the beta for Killer Counts. I have not finished it yet, but maybe I'll go back and finish that. And I'm gonna talk about one of these games also in my little segment. So I'm gonna give myself sixty seconds now, where I get to talk about some of these games. All right, gonna go ahead in three, two. One boom. All right, where wins meets. It looks like Naraka Blade Point, but if it was single player, and I'm excited for it, even though it's only on PC, but it looks like a single player Naraka Blade Point, and that is super appealing to me. So very excited for that. Uh Lies of P. It looks like uh fucking Bloodborne, but like kind of steampunky. And I like that. It's giving me like the surge vibes, but like low tech, and I'm really fucking with it. Game pass day one. I will play that. Friends versus fiends. Uh, I like a good first person shooter. This looks really cute and cuddly with a bunch of colors. Those are all my aesthetics put into one, and it's card-based, so it might be interesting as a Slay the Spire person. Let's go. Moonbreaker, not typically a game I would play, but it looks like XCOM with figures, and it looks like they're all physics-based and stuff. It looks really cool and pleasant, and I might try it, though I might not play it all the way through. Um, and the Calisco Protocol we already talked about. Um, so yeah, those are really all the games. Yeah, Friends versus Friends, very excited for that. Um, Liza P, Where the Winds Meet. I have five seconds. I'm going to stop it early. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought we were going to be really tight on time there. But nah, I was able to talk about all that shit very quickly. Um, I wanted to say, ah, I almost forgot. Liza P, the main character looks like Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> Damn it. I knew I had a feeling. I had a feeling, too. Yeah, he looks so much like Timothy. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is this? <laughs> not, I'm not even mad because Timothy Chalamet is a cool dude. Used to sell fucking modded Xbox controllers before he blew up. So good for him. Um, we're the, anywho, not, it's weird that none of not, neither of us talked about Dune. I, I I saw Dune. I don't care about Dune. No, the game. Or, the game. Oh, oh well, here's the thing. That Dune game seemed really cool until it was an open world survival MMO. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, so this goes in the pile with Conan Exiles. <laughs> 
goodbye. Um, but I'm sure that I'm sure the people who like those types of games will love that type of game. Um, anywho, that's all we got for opening night live. Uh, we will talk about some more of these games in the future as we find out more about them. We didn't talk about that one Prime Matter game that everyone shat on when it got shown off at E3, but then the trailer looked pretty cool here. So, you know, there's other stuff here. Uh, Scars Underneath, I think, is what it's called. Anyway, that's it for opening night live. Let's go on to the next segment of the show. What you playing? Uh, and this one, once again, we're sharing a game that we've both been playing. But let's start with the big one in the room. This is one that you've been playing a little bit of, Al. And I'm going to live vicariously through you because this damn thing has still not gotten to my house. Tell me about Saints Row. What the fuck's going on with Saints Row? Is it the trash fire that the reviews have led me to believe? <laughs> okay, so I recorded about 40, near between 40 and 50 minutes of gameplay. On my end, hmm. or or via the capture capabilities on the Xbox Series X, yeah, and it feels like a not a trash fire, just a huge disappointment. God damn, is it just like it's mediocre? I mean, the game as of yesterday, like as of like as of the game's official launch, it had a uh, sixty on Metacritic. Oh, that's heartbreaking. I want to say things, but I, I don't want to talk about this game from my own point of view too much because I haven't played it, but it can't be a 60. It can't, it can't be that bad. Okay, okay. I can, I can give you some, an update. 63. Okay, please. Okay, all right. All right. <laughs> 63 is so much better. I, in my head, I'm thinking this is like a 75. Like, that's about what I was expecting from this game. Okay, so but... I can actually... I can actually mm -hmm. um give some like insight into or i can share some details yeah um there are, i like the premise of like the premise of the story so okay i'll just spoil i'm just i'm gonna spoil some some stuff but it's like very early 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 stuff yeah i know most of the early stuff anyway so it won't be too bad for me yeah so you're the game opens up with you starting as a as a new newbie in a pmc uh, Marshall. Mm -hmm. Prior, actually, uh, there's a really cool thing that happens before that, where you're. It's one of those things where you're you're, you're seeing the, you're, you're seeing seeing the end of the game, but it's or seeing a certain point, like a certain far point in the future in the game. But it's it it ends with something somewhere something unfortunate happening, and it takes you to like uh, a certain amount of time ago. Hmm. So showing you how you got to be where you were, and yeah, the 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 controls feel weird. No, um, the gunplay is not that great. Oh no! At a certain point, I stopped using the rifle, like the assault rifle, and just switched to the pistol because it was the most effective weapon. You know what? They, it's funny you say that. Other reviews I've seen have been like, I only use the rifle the whole time. It's the most effective weapon. Um. There's certain enemies have uh like have sh sh armor like armor bars where like it's mm. a yellow it's sort of like the stagger meter in certain souls like games. Oh okay yeah yeah makes sense. Where, where if you get it you can attack like attack their health or or mm -hmm. yeah um the ve I hate the, the I hate the vehicle stuff so much in this game. Oh no. <laughs> so so many I, times. I, I... I was so excited about the vehicle stuff specifically because it looked like they were adding some like the wheel man 
mechanics into it, which I know is weird to mention, but like the shunting and the sideswiping, like that seems cool. I mean, one of the early missions is you having to is teaching you that like like sideswiping stuff. Unfortunately for me, um, because of how bad the driving was, I would hit the I would hit the button to ram into the cop car, and I would just I would just uh, like launch off of the uh, road into like the like the to like the um, where to like the to just the lower lower area, and oh. just. N- there are certain there are certain moments in this game like I, I I'm not that far in, like I I played maybe an hour and a half, and I spent more like more most of the time doing like they mm-hmm. there there are there are different like there there's there are side hustles where you can just do as the name implies a side hustle like like a side <laughs> side side thing to earn respect and earn money fair. Love a good side hustle. There are ways you can uh, find money, like finding. Are you? There's a way you can earn money without actually having to do anything. Like you just oh, have passive to, income, sort of. Hmm. Like you just you have to go there on on like on the on the map. There'll be icons to where you can find dumpsters where you can search for anything. Oh, so it's like random, almost like random drops of money. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then there are like that type of thing, like dumpster diving. There's, there's, um, there are like you're finding like old or not old, um, you're finding random drug stuff, like drug, uh, pack, like oh, like bundles of cocaine and shit. Yeah, you're finding that and, you, and it just disappears and you get money and experience points. Okay. But the bugs uh. in this game, like it, I had, I had a point where I was driving, and at a certain point, like the as I, as I was holding RT, the car would just hit a sudden, like would just would be driving and then just sharp stop. I didn't do anything. God, and damn, that sucks. It, there's a side hustle called um, heat something, where you just you're leaving negative re- reviews to uh, basically spawn enemies to kill. <laughs> I've I've heard of that. Yeah, bad Yelp reviews. Yeah, um, I did. I I like. I th- I think I did. May, I may have done this in the gameplay. Or no, I didn't, no, I did this just yesterday after I recorded uh, footage. I talked to the character, the NPC, then the character disappeared, like just blinked out of existence. Wow, it's like that. <laughs> oh no, that's um, terrifying. <laughs> There well, are moments, there are, there are mm-hmm. also moments where like art. This is actually the best way to describe it. Describe the game. Yeah. I'm like after I do the all, all the stuff with the cops, like to get to get off, to get them off my radar. I go to a junkyard where where the like where the this the 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 escape cars was supposed supposed to be, and it's, it's been stripped for parts by another gang. No, and I have to enter combat. I I'm shooting. I I kill all the enemies, but it's it it hasn't clicked like like it hasn't ticked the um like the completion bar yet. Yeah, it's a, it it just it just says like it for for like maybe three four minutes in the video like near the end, it just says kill 
kill the gang uh, the gang members, and it, and I killed killed them all. Like I was shooting a vehicle, blew up, and that was that was it. I had to I I I I I just stopped. Like I said, you know what? I'm thinking. I think I think it would just it would be, it would be best if I stopped playing here. So I did did the whole like like subscribe subscribe all that. <laughs> oh, and then just left it there. So you think that after that video you're gonna come back at all, or you're just like, I'm oh done. no 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 I I I played I I've been playing more just because I. I don't know whether or not to play, continue with Saints Row, go back to Digimon, or go back to Midnight Fight. Um, I'll tell you. We'll talk about Midnight Fight Express in a minute, but Midnight Fight is not that long, so I say, yeah, stick with that. Yeah. M- maybe while you're playing that, they'll go back and patch some of the stuff in Saints Row. Cause that's the thing. The- that's that's mm-hmm. the thing, though. There are so many problems that, or as, as Jeff Gersman uh mentioned like his once their views were dro- once their views started dropping uh yesterday mm-hmm. uh josh was was really really looking forward to what jeff jeff gersman was gonna say because he's a big fan or he 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 appreciates those games yeah the older saints row titles yeah well more of saints row three and four mm-hmm. yeah i i respect that saints row three and four are good it's just uh i I, I want to see what Jeff Gersman says too, because I know he has a podcast. I'll listen to his thoughts on it because yeah, it, I've his... only heard two people say anything positive about this game, or people outlets say something positive about this game. I saw a tweet from NPR <laughs> where their reviewer said the game was okay, and uh, what is it? Game Informer their review was an eight point five, and I watched their review. And also um, Polygon. Didn't hate the game as much as everybody else, but they also didn't like say, "Oh, it's an eight point five. They were somewhere in the middle, which I can also respect. But like, god damn, yeah, like, yeah. The, out of all, out of the mixed, like, out of the reviews, like the critic reviews, mm-hmm. twenty nine, nearly thirty are mixed. Eighteen are positive, six are negative. God, and like, like yeah, like, go ahead. Um, gaming Nexus, Hobby Con- Consolas. Games.ch. Mm. They they all they've all given it like good scores like IGN Japan which sure PSU Game Bite Gaming Bolt yeah a lot and a lot of these places are I if they're like not smaller outlets a lot of these places are like you know the bigger role respected outlets and here, here's my thing I I never expected Saints Row to be a ten out of ten experience that was never on the plate. The most I was expecting was an 8 out of 10 experience. But if that didn't work out, then maybe a 7. I expected this to be a 7 baseline. And from the outside looking in, it seems to me that this is indeed a 7 out of 10 experience, but the bugs brought it down so severely for people that it dropped to a 6 or a 5. <laughs> in yeah, and, the, and the thing is, I, when, I loaded up the, when, when I loaded up the game to play it, there was like a near twenty gig patch, or or a day one update. God damn! <laughs> oh, I might play. I might not play this game until fucking Saturday. <laughs> yeah, the way like, that I'm hearing, your best like I, right after I played, um, like a, a maybe a couple, an hour or two after I played Sintro, I I played about twelve minutes of Midnight Fight Express, and I was having so much fun that I just had to stop because if I continued, I would have been playing for. 
far longer. Yeah, I'll tell you right now, I can I I can vouch for Midnight Fight Express as we'll talk about in a little bit here. But yeah, dude, Saints Row, it, it just hurts. It hurts that everyone. It's it's not even that like people don't like it. It's fine that like oh it got lower reviews. Even like remember when Biomutant came out and the reviews for that were kind of middling. Yeah, that that was less negative than this. <laughs> like when Biomutant came out and people were talking shit on it, that was more so like uh oh it's fine like it's average i can take average i can take fine because at least i can still slide in there and you know see find something in it people are saying saints row is outwardly bad like they're saying they don't like the characters they don't like the story and outside of the bugs the gameplay is not good like they're saying the fundamentals aren't even being hit and that's what has me nervous that that is fair so yeah i'm I'm very nervous to play this game, but I will play this game as a Saints Row big, massive fan of that series. I am obligated to play it. I'm not getting the game until fucking Thursday, which probably means it'll be here Thursday afternoon, in which case I'll already be going or be at work by Thursday afternoon. I'll be off on Friday, but I got two podcasts to record and an oil change I need to get at some point this weekend. So I might not even play it Friday. Uh, Just pray for me, y'all. It's going to be a hard time. Uh, and I can't even play it Sunday when I'm off because I'm fucking going on a hike that day and I will be sleeping <laughs> after that <laughs> because these hikes drain me. And also we're going super early as well. We have to be there at like 8 a.m., which means I have to leave the house at like 6.30 a.m. to get there on time. And I get out of work at 2 a.m. on a good day. <laughs> so it's going to be rough. Uh, luckily, we're carpooling so I can sleep in the car on the way. But that's besides the point. Anyway, Saints Row. I'm nervous about it. I'm going to have something to say about it next week. But goddamn, y'all, it's rough out here. It is really rough out here is all I'll say. But one thing, it ain't rough. Before we right, talk about uh, Midnight. Oh, yeah, go ahead. You know, the um, like the the big like uh, things, the the like the circle, like the round head uh, smoking the cigar. Oh, the uh, is that the Rim Jobs logo or Jim Robs? I forget what they call it. The the mechanic. Yeah, I just mm-hmm. I, I I every time I look at that, I think, wait, was I was I playing, was I accidentally playing the Outer Worlds? <laughs> uh, the silhouette is that similar? No, no, like the actual like if you look at the uh, like the, the the cover like the box art for the for the game, and then do a side by side of that and the and the the Outer Worlds. Um, Similar oh, thing. You'll just, you'll just think, oh, wow, these are two things that look too much alike. You're making a good point. I'm looking at the Outer Worlds logo right now, and yeah, it's it's similar. <laughs> I don't blame you for making that comparison. Um, gee willikers. Yeah, well, another thing that Saints Row ripped off from an old game. <laughs> I don't want to shit on the game too much because I haven't played it, and I have a feeling I'm still going to think the game's fine. Um, yeah, I, I was really worried because I'll say this about the gameplay real quick. I was worried about the gameplay from the start because just looking at it, it looks like Agents of Mayhem. Like as far as how it plays, it looks like it plays like Agents of Mayhem. And that game doesn't play terribly, but it's not Saints Row 4 and 3, where Saints Row 4 and 3 had really good gunplay, in my opinion. And Agents of Mayhem just felt slightly off. It seems like this new Saints Row game feels slightly off 
and that is fucking scary. <laughs> Not excited to try that out, but I will be trying it out. I keep saying this. So got my fucking steel book on the way. So I'll be talking about that later on. But for now, let's go ahead and talk about a game that I have actually been playing recently and is pretty good. And I won't be talking about it too much because there's really not that much to it. And I've talked about it on the show before. Balloons Tower Defense 6. <laughs> I talked about this game on here before. Have you, have I, is this a game you've ever played, Al? No, I'm not, honestly, I'm not really into, I'm not really much into the t- tower, like tower defense games. Like, like I'm, not, I'm not really a fan of that genre. Like, just, I, I don't see the point of it. That is absolutely fair. I understand that. I will no, say there is a point. <laughs> you should you should have you should have a like a a special like part when we do game of the year where you just go over all the like this cookie cooker all those games all the trash games that no one else cares about. <laughs> no, like, well, that... they call it trash. All those trash games that Emma plays that no one cares about. Yeah, trash of the you, year. Trash of the year brought to you by Saints Row. I did play Crossfire X and no one else did. So maybe that's eligible too. Which, by the way, that had a trailer during the opening night live thing and I laughed really hard. I was like, you're trying to yeah. get us to play this. Game. Yeah, I, I thought, wait, I thought that game was dead. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's dead. But they're obligated to put updates and shit out as if people are going to play that. They should have just put, the trailer shouldn't have shown any new maps or nothing. It should have just been like, we fixed the aiming. <laughs> just, just say that. Just like, just. Just the line, line of text. We fixed it. Yep. We, thumb, we thumb, fixed thumb, it. Thumbs thumb up emoji. Yep, exactly. And then that is 10 seconds. And then, oh, maybe I'll reinstall this thing. Uh, anywho, Balloons Tower Defense 6. Um, so the other night, I was sitting at home. And, you know, I, I get home late from these night shifts. I'm in bed. I don't want I want to play a video game, but I don't want to sit up and play something because I need to be going to sleep soon. I want to play something and fall asleep while playing it in bed. So I'm like, what am I going to play? I've been playing a lot of Fortnite recently, talked about in the last episode. So I was kind of tired of Fortnite. I was like, I don't feel like playing Fortnite tonight. What game can I play where I can have the progress, not be stuck on my phone, but it's not Fortnite? So I wanted to play Call of Duty Mobile, but I was like, I'm not going to play. Because all that, it's Call of Duty Mobile progression. Like, it's stuck on the phone. I'm not really trying to do that. So I said no to that. We We don't talk about that. That's that. true. We <laughs> we try not to talk about that. Um, so yeah, I was like, I'm not doing that. Um, I was looking at the other games. And I was like, I'm not playing Dead Effect 2 because the charm of Dead Effect 2 is worn off for me. That game is just, it's not charmingly bad anymore. It's just bad. Um, and I, I was just scrolling through. And before I got out of bed, I was like, all right, let me turn off everything in the room. I turned off my lights. I went to my computer to turn off everything. I had Steam open. And it had a couple games that needed updates. And I was like, oh, Balloon Tower Defense 6 needs an update. I'm going to update that real quick before I turn off the PC. And I opened it real quick just because I was curious. And I saw cross save with fucking mobile. <laughs> and I was like, what? I didn't realize this. So a long time ago, I had bought Balloon Tower Defense 6 on Steam. And before that, I bought it on phones as well. I did not realize you could carry your progress over between the two. So as soon as I figured that out, I logged up for the account, uh, sunk everything together, and boom, I got all my achievements from Steam that I had there. I have them on the Play Store now, the Google Play service, whatever you want to call that. Um, And yeah, all my progress is over there. I'm ranked 40 in that game now. I've gotten so many 
so much XP from popping balloons. Um, and yeah, I've just been playing it. And that's really the bulk of the conversation. Because the thing about balloons tower defense and most tower defense games, once you know how it works, you don't really need there's not much strategy to it. <laughs> like how balloons tower defense works, if you've never played a tower defense game ever, um, it's tower defense. So you put down a tower. Uh, there's like a linear track, a linear path that these balloons go down, and you put a monkey alongside this path somewhere. And as the balloons get closer to the monkey, it will pop a balloon with a with a little thumbtack. And you can get different types of monkeys. They have like boomerang monkeys. They have ninja monkeys. They have glue gun monkeys. They have ice bomb monkeys. All types of monkeys. You can upgrade them to do a bunch of different things. Where give them different abilities. You know, you can make them do all types of crazy stuff. And eventually you get to the point where it's all abstract in my head now, where I'm not sitting here like, oh, what's the next wave going to be? I just know, all right, I need to have certain monkeys so I can pop the camouflage balloons because the camouflage balloons can't be seen by regular monkeys. You have to have an upgraded monkey in order to see those. So I just make sure I have those units. I make sure I have units that can blow up the metal balloons. So I need to make sure I have mortars set up for that. And then I have a couple of uh of goo guns to slow down the bigger balloons like eventually they'll have like air balloons so it's not just a regular red balloon from like a birthday party they'll stack in complexity so the balloons will be like multicolored balloons and then you pop it and then it's like a bunch of yellows and then the yellows pop to a green and the green pops to a blue and then the blue pops to a red and then the red it's gone after that but then they they just get more and more complex. There's clay balloons. There, like I said, there's multiple tiers of air balloon. <laughs> so you'll pop like the biggest air balloon possible, and like six of the other regular air balloons pop up. And then those air balloons have metal balloons inside, and so on and so forth. It gets complex. But I've played so much balloons at this point, like not just through this game, the six the six balloons game, but like over the years, I've played so many balloons to where I just know what each wave is going to be more or less and i just know what to prepare for so i just hit the fast forward button and i'm just going through it i'm not even watching them pop the balloons i'm just like pop it give me the money i can spend more pop it give me the money i can spend more one new addition they do have in balloons tower defense six is they have some units you can choose what unit this is they have like a whole character list but they have like kind of like overwatch characters where you, they have like a monkey with a very specific personality with a very specific set of traits and you can put them anywhere on the map and instead of you usually for all your <clears throat> excuse me usually for all your towers you would have to pay money to upgrade them so you would earn money from popping the balloons or completing a level and then you spend that money to upgrade your regular monkey into a catapult monkey or upgrade your ninja monkey into like a smoke bomb monkey <clears throat> excuse me and you keep doing that and keep doing that, keep spending the money. These hero units, they upgrade by just popping balloons. They earn XP as they pop. So if you put one down at the beginning of the level, by the time you get to the last to the last wave, they'll be like level 32, have a bunch of extra abilities. And then they also have an ultimate ability that you can just trigger whenever. So if you're like overwhelmed with a bunch of balloons, hit the ultimate ability and it'll do like some crazy like, oh, now I'm doing double damage or now I'm building like a firewall to stop all the balloons coming. Like really cool stuff like that. So, yeah, played a lot of that. <clears throat> oh, my God. My voice is wavering. I am so sorry. Um, but, yeah, I played a lot of that over the last week and it's fun. If you like tower defense games, Bloons is a classic tower defense game. Um, 
and I enjoy it a lot. I would recommend it to people. It is on Steam for very cheap. It's on mobile for very cheap, and it's cross-save, so I would recommend it. Uh, so all I got to say on Balloons Tower Defense, like I said, there's not much of a conversation to have. There are so many maps that I've only beaten four of the maps in this game, and I've only been playing for like four hours. There's a lot of content in here, so I'm going to be playing this thing for a long time. And I will say also, because I, I said I got the new phone, I got the Galaxy Note and the whatever the latest one is. I have the the stylus that comes with it. Playing these tower defense games with a stylus so much better because it's so much easier to like move the units around and to be able to tap very specific things on the screen and to get things. Because sometimes you'll be like, "Oh, can I put a unit there?" It's a very thin margin of land for to put a unit there, and then you're trying to like be finicky about it with your finger and it's not working. With the stylus, I can totally like get it right where I want to and place it on the tiniest sliver of land and have it still work. So. Yeah, Bloons Tower Defense with the stylus on a phone, the ideal way to play, <laughs> in my opinion. So yeah, yeah. you're first. Exactly. Play play Bloons Tower Defense with a stylus. It's fucking perfect. Uh, or I mean, it's really good on Steam. I put four hours of it on, put four hours into it on Steam. So you know, don't knock it till you try it. But okay, I was gonna, I was, I was actually going to ask if this was a, like a game you played before or a game you but but never actually got around to oh no there was I, when i talked about it on this podcast last it was just the steam version like i bought it on steam it, it was like it was probably like three bucks four bucks i think it's usually five <laughs> so it was super cheap so i said fuck it i'm i'm in it for some nostalgia let's play some balloons and i put in a good three hours in a week so i was like yeah and so yeah it, it's kind of similar to it's just a very simple look at the numbers go up game for me and i enjoy it eventually it does you can play endless mode too but eventually endless mode will become impossible <laughs> like you can min max your towers all you want eventually it'll get to the point where you can't stop them all and i got to that point last night but that just means you move on to the next map you build things up you earn xp in all your towers because all your towers earn xp and then you spend that xp on new upgrades and then they earn more XP and then you get the higher tier of upgrades and so on and so forth until you've eventually unlocked everything in the game. Um, so, yeah, Bloons Tower Defense, like I said, didn't want to take up too much time. Hopefully I didn't take up too much time, but it's a good game. I recommend it to people. Try it out if you're curious. But there's a more exciting game that we've both tried a little bit. Now, before we pitch into this, because I'm about to, we're about to talk about Midnight Fight Express. You said you played 15 minutes of this game? No, no, I played the first I played the first um like the prologue or the the tutorial like like the first area before you go t into um fight the first boss. Okay. Uh so you played all the way up to that point? Actually, not only did I play that, but I recorded over it and talked over ah. it. So Ah. I've I've got about four videos um ready ready to go up on the YouTube channel. The two Digimon Survive videos, the Saints Row video, and I have to make a video of uh, Midnight Fight Express. Excellent. See, I, I was gonna say, um, I I was I've gonna ask it... you if you could, mm -hmm. if you, I was gonna actually, I was gonna DM you and would be like, hey, could you, if if you want to, you could make a like a VG first ray, and I could send you the, or I could just add the, um, I could just send you the like the assets. Uh, Ooh, yeah. Put put those assets into the Google Drive because I might use them still. But um, yeah, I've played a little bit of Midnight Fight Express. The thing is, though, 
I have played in the actual full game. I haven't even gotten past the point where the demo ends, and I played all of the demo back in the day. So if you want, I, actually, I think that's still up on. Yeah, it's still up on the channel. I'll include that as well. Um, if you want to see me react to some gameplay from uh, Midnight Fight Express, you can find that on the YouTube channel, and I'm going to try and look that up while I'm talking here. But um, yeah, as far as the full release, it feels just as good as the demo did. Like, it, there's not too much, you know, crazy about uh, this game or crazy different about the full game versus the, you know, demo that I've played. Now, you said you played right up to right before the first boss. Is that correct? Yeah, right before. Um, right before let me see. I actually just brought up the video. Like Mr. Stinky or something stupid like that. <laughs> no, um, little Tony. Little Tony, that's it. Yeah, he had a dumb, stupid name. <laughs> and I, I was just blown away by how how fun that game is. And I actually I got an achievement for turning the the, the, the music off. Like, how dare you do this to noise screamers? <laughs> I had no clue that was an achievement. Wow, that's actually. Neither, neither uh, did I. I just like I was just like, this. It's gonna be impossible to talk over this music, so I might as well just turned off and i didn't boom achievement oh wow that's that's hilarious but yeah i totally like yeah i said this back when i played the demo that game is so much fun and once you once you start upgrading things and you unlock the counters and you unlock the finishers and the grapples and all that stuff it it slowly but surely becomes the ultimate melee fighting game in my opinion um and i felt that off of just the demo of course there's like another four or five hours of content outside of that demo that I have not played. Um, but yeah, I'm enjoying the game. And here's the thing. Here's the thing that's crazy. A very, you know, this is a melee combat game, high reaction time, so on and so forth. Guess how I played this? How? You play mouse and keyboard? No. Oh, God, no. <laughs> For a game like this, I need a controller. But I played this in bed on my phone through cloud streaming, and it was working flawlessly. Like, I didn't feel like I was under, I didn't feel like I was disadvantaged from the lag or anything. Like, it felt like it was running smoothly, perfectly on point. I was enjoying my time with it. Um, so, yeah, once I get back to it, I do want to play it on my actual TV at some point. But when I get home tonight, I'm probably going to play another couple minutes of it in bed through Game Pass uh, streaming. So it is very, very good for that. Of course, I'm using a controller. I don't believe there are touch controls. Actually... That might be a lie because I remember touching the screen while I was playing it and the controller came up. So maybe there are touch controls for it, but I don't think I would recommend that. I think you want to play this with a fucking tactile setup in some way. The but actual yeah. like the actual load up menu says we recommend it. You can play the you can play the game with the keyboard, like keyboard and mouse, but we rec heavily recommend you play with a controller. Yeah, it's totally built for a controller. I it, to the point where like. I can see how you would play this with a mouse, but nah, <laughs> it don't feel right. It don't feel right to me. Um, so I will yeah, say, I mm -hmm. will say um, I'd seen stuff like from the beginning until uh, Little Tony. Yeah, Little Tony. <laughs> and I saw I saw the gun like the gunplay and the way the, how that mechanic works. Yeah, gunplay is a was, big part of it. I was I was. I don't know why, but I was just expecting like to see like a like a red dot sight. Oh, like a line pointing to each enemy. Yeah, because I was expect I I go through the door. I I have the gun aimed. I'm shooting. I'm missing every shot. 
Yeah, well, they do. It's kind of subtle how they do it because they do this when you're in melee combat too. They just highlight the enemy that your attacks are aiming at. So when you have a gun, there's like a very subtle white outline around the person you're aimed at. So that's how you know you're shooting someone. But it's not, it doesn't just lock on. It's kind of like you got to be aiming in their general direction for it to show that glow. So yeah, it's a, it's a little finicky, but also, it, especially the first time you get a gun, it's close quarters. So I missed a couple shots too, but ideally you're not going to like unload the whole clip and miss because it's mean, close quarters. I did more damage with the gun when I was hitting people with it than I was when I was shooting with it. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> that now probably change as you go on. And plus there is a, um, <clears throat> do you want any spoilers on mechanics? Cause I've seen reviews and they add some cool stuff. Uh, go ahead. All right. Just a small spoiler. They eventually give you a permanent projectile weapon. And I'm pretty sure that with that weapon, there's going to be upgrades down the line that make targeting a little bit more obvious and a little bit more simpler. Um, so perhaps they'll fix that to a certain degree. Will they fix it with just the random guns you pick up off the ground? Don't know, but you know, we'll see. Time will tell on that one. But yeah, and there's like some cool like grapple hooky things that I've seen from gameplay. So I'm like, oh man, I can't wait to unlock that. Like literally in the skill tree, I just see one skill uh chain that's locked off right now it just says rope and i'm like ooh, what the fuck could that mean so i'm very excited to see what's up with that uh and yeah i'm excited to play this game i am going to beat this game uh from the reviews i've seen it's like five or six hours long definitely within the range of me being able to beat it so uh i will be beating it i will be playing it all the way through and uh yeah i want to write a review for it uh honestly here, here's what has to happen for me to write a review on this thing. I have to A, beat it, which I think is going to happen, so I'm not too worried about that. B, I have to sit here and have enough time to write a review for it. And C, I have to make sure nothing else is coming out that takes out my time. Saints Row is about to drop, and on that Friday, on this Friday coming up, as we're recording this, uh, J.I.D. drops his new album. Uh, the forever story and i'm very excited about that and i also kind of want to do a review of that too so like it's gonna be a little crazy as far as reviews goes but if midnight fight express hits the way that i'm expecting to hit it's a question of if i have something to say about it i will be saying something about it so if it if it gives me something to talk about and something to be passionate about then yeah i'll write a review for it um so so it's mm -hmm. it's something you could say through play something i could say through play good fucking reference wow that is incredible um but yeah shout out to that video good lord i have i almost forgot that was a thing um so yeah shout out to that and also um actually no there's no and also yeah i midnight fight express is good um but oh, we are uh, very um, early in it yeah mm -hmm. like there's a moment like the, there's the moment where you run to the person holding someone hostage like uh they're holding i think they're holding a hammer and you're holding a wrench you yep. Just, just throw it like deck them right in the head with it. Yeah, it's fucking then, awesome. So instead of doing that, instead of picking up the the wrench, I instead picked up the hammer because of a very it's big in Ireland, but there's a uh, there's a sketch like there's a sketch thing called uh, Robo Robo, Robo Garda. Okay. So it's like Robocop, but what if you if it, if it was um like very low budget. Public te public television on 
Irish TV. Oh. Yeah, I definitely and, have never heard of this. Yeah, like, I'll send you a link afterward, afterwards, because I want you to put a certain bit into the, into, into, like, once I, into the uh, episode. I'll highlight it. I'll highlight it and everything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. Because that just sounds bizarre. I actually thought you just sent it to me, but that was a different tweet thing that just popped up in my head. Because <laughs> I, you said I'm gonna send it to you later, and then instantly got a Twitter for notification. I'm like, later is now. <laughs> so yeah, good on you. But yeah, um, yeah, Midnight Fat Express, good game. But like I said, we're both super early into it. We're gonna be playing more. We'll have more to talk about on it in the near future. Um. So yeah. Shoot, I still got. Shoot, speaking of stuff, I gotta do. I just downloaded the fucking Craig audio for the episode that's due today <laughs> because I was working on the uh, thumbnail yesterday, but I didn't actually do the audio yet. So I got to do that before I go to work or maybe I'll just do it after work. We'll figure it out. We got a lot of things that we need to work on today. But anywho, that's all we got for the show today. Thank you all for listening. Let's get to the housekeeping stuff and uh, a fairly thick housekeeping segment because we made a lot of references to random things that we're going to mention here. Um, so first off on the housekeeping, let's talk about the actual stuff pertaining to VU.TV. Uh, this week we have Dinosaurs and Betrayals, Alan Plays, Yu-Gi-Oh! Legacy of the Duelist, Part 3. Uh, another Let's Play on the YouTube channel you can check out if you want some of that hardcore Yu-Gi-Oh! nostalgic action. I don't know why I said hardcore. That makes it seem like this is not DeviantArt, but anyway, um, you got that video. We also have VGU Plays, Star Wars Squadrons, Part 11, New Republic, Corvette Summer. You know, I almost said Kofefe just now. <laughs> Honestly, um, that mm-hmm. I, really, that, I really hope that someone who watch, watches, the, like, watches the video gets the reference I made with New Republic, Corvette Summer. Yeah. <laughs> New Republic Court. What is, is is that a reference I would get? No, it's something that people who probably aren't even in our demographic would would get, or people who appreciate film. Okay, is that a reference to that one Steven Spielberg movie about the teenagers? Um, no, it was a um, it was a movie that came out I think a little bit either before, a little bit before, a little bit after the first Star Wars movie. Mark Hamill's in it. And it's 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 it's, he, it's his Corvette gets stolen, and the whole movie movie is him trying to get it back. Oh, because in the seventies, movies movies didn't have to be as intricate as it as, like plot wise as they are as they, as they do these days. Yeah, I mean we got Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. <laughs> that, that was almost twenty years ago. God damn it! Don't don't do this to me. I can't take this today. <laughs> Oh my god, because you're correct. Oh my god, I am ancient. Um fuck. Anywho, I'm I'm just gonna continue after that fucking gut punch. Um speaking of Spoonful of Reality, Spoonful Podcast, the new thing that me and Mario are doing, uh Mario Pacquadio, also known as Mario Not Bros. Uh that is finally starting uh in an official capacity. Uh, we talked about it last week that we've been doing test episodes for the last couple of weeks, and those have been on Mario's channel. But now we went ahead, made a spoonful YouTube channel, and the first episode of that is live. You can see that right now, where we talk about, literally, we recorded this yesterday. Or actually, no, we recorded it on Monday. So we were just talking about the Saints Row reviews and how devastating that was for me, and also some of the HBO Max merger stuff that you know happened and is canceling a lot of shows and just 
they're making a mess of stuff over at Time Warner and it's upsetting, it's disappointing, blah, blah, blah. We talk about all that and more. So go ahead and check out Spoonful if you want to, if you're not tired of me talking on this show, then get some more of me there, I guess. Um, also, after all that, we have some of the stuff that we referenced earlier in this episode, uh, like uh, Al's write-up on how a 2015 Telltale game made me sour on Borderlands 3, uh, literally talking about how good Tales from the Borderlands is and how we don't trust Gearbox with this franchise's story much. Uh, so you can check out that article. Uh, another video from YouTube, from YouTube uh, VGU Game Night, uh, Dead Island Part 1. This is where... Uh, this is Graydon, Josh, and Al uh, playing some Dead Island from, I think this is two years ago. So uh, check that one out if you want a little bit of a blast from the past and see what that original Dead Island was before they got Lenny Kravitz in it. <laughs> uh, and then some other YouTube videos here, uh, a critique of two home fronts and what's been going on with Homefront the Revolution's DLC. Those are the two breakdowns of the previous Homefront games that I mentioned earlier from Noah Call or Gervais. Uh, they're good videos in their own right, but if you want to get a hint at some of the damn Buster Studios' work before Dead Island 2, that's a good place to go. And then also Test Drive Midnight Fight Express Steam Next Fest demo. Uh, that's me playing through this Midnight Fight Express game that we've been talking about here. I played a lot more through that demo than I have of the game so far. So if you want to see my thoughts and really see me get sold on the game, live throughout the video because i was already interested in it but it it jumped up to my one of my most anticipated games right after i played that demo so if you want to see that whole journey go ahead and check out that video in the description as well and with that that is more or less the show my friends um thank you all for listening thank you all for supporting thank you al for hopping on here once again with me no problem always a pleasure as always uh and with that i'm gonna go ahead and close out the show gonna try and uh get myself clean and i need to eat an actual meal that isn't just cereal before i go to work so i have energy so i'm gonna work on that uh and yeah thank y'all once again and as i always say keep it real keep it true and play on player peace out y'all also we gotta figure out a different catchphrase if saints row is really dead <laughs> we have to think of a different theming if like we can't use this fucking thing anymore Nah, it'll, it'll still work as a random reference. All right, goodbye.